Hi, I'm Gianna Volpe, and thank you for listening to The Heart of the East End on 88.3 WLIWFM, the show where we get to the heart of any matter at hand with folks from all walks of life on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. We stream online at WLIW.org radio and welcome your comments, questions, and collaborations of all kinds on the heart of the East End. Live from the WLIWFM studio in Southampton in New York on November 17th, 2022. I'm Gianna Volpe on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. A Long Island-based charter school network announced this week that it has received a surprise gift in the form of a $7 million donation from one of the country's most active billionaire philanthropists. John Hildebrand reports on Newsday.com that administrators of the Academy Charter School Organization, headquartered in Hempstead, told Newsday they did not solicit the contribution but welcome the support. The donor is Mackenzie Scott, a prize-winning novelist who helped build the Amazon company with her husband Jeff Bezos before the couple divorced in 2019. Quote, we are excited, honored, and humbled to be recognized for such an award. That's Bishop Barrington Goldson, CEO of the Charter School Group. He described the donation as an acknowledgement of the organization's success in providing quality education to students in underserved communities. The Academy operates charter schools in Hempstead, Uniondale, and Wyandanche. Wayne Houghton, the executive director, said the bulk of Scott's $7 million contribution will be used to provide extra student services at the Wyandanche location, which operates in a converted hardware store. In New York State, charter schools are run by independent boards with reimbursements from local school districts based on the number of students drawn from those districts. Here on the East End, the East Hampton School Board has authorized the use of $994,993 from a recently crafted repair reserve fund to pay for maintenance projects and the replacement of equipment district-wide. Desiree Keegan reports on 27East.com that in May, voters approved the construction of the reserve, which acts as a savings account and can store $5 million over a 10-year period. It's fueled by the unused funds at the end of each fiscal year and is currently holding $2 million plus four months of interest after a motion to move the money at the end of June. The withdrawal of the money comes with no direct tax impact. Plans were presented at a public hearing prior to the November 15 meeting, during which East Hampton Public Schools Assistant Superintendent for Business, Stam Schneider, detailed the deterioration excuse me, the deteriorated, weathered, and broken equipment across all three of the district's schools. Schneider said any money that may be left over if plans come in under budget will go back into the reserve count. Uh, Staying in Southampton, East Hampton Town has appealed a New York State court judge's ruling that rejected its attempt to close the airport in Wainscott, town officials announced Tuesday. The town also is restarting the environmental review process for the airport. John Paul Salamanca reports on Newsday.com that the town filed a notice of appeal on November 9th with the Second Judicial uh, Department of New York State Supreme Court's Appellate Division in Brooklyn after the October 19 decision from State Supreme Court Justice Paul J. Baisley that temporarily blocked the town from closing the airport, according to a statement issued by the East Hampton Town Board after its November 15 meeting. Additionally, the town stated it will immediately restart 
uh, the secret process to produce an environmental impact statement. The document would analyze possible impacts from airport use restrictions or other decisions that the town might make about the airport. Quote, the town board is resolved to comply with all applicable laws and court rulings while continuing to act on behalf of the community that has expressed a desire for changes that will reduce the negative impacts of the airport on East Hampton residents. The town's statement says multiple groups have sued the town to prevent the airport's closure, including residents and Manhattan-based helicopter ride-sharing service Blade, arguing the town did not follow secret guidelines and were attempting to circumvent the FAA's Airport Noise and Capacity Act of 1990. Justice Baisley's October 19 ruling said the town acted beyond its legal abilities by not conducting an environmental impact review before closing the airport. And finally, engineering crews on Beach Lane and Wainscott have begun the process of drilling a 2,500-foot tunnel beneath Beach Lane, the ocean beach, and the seafloor to make way for the power cable from South Fork Wind after a federal judge declined to stay the work in response to a lawsuit brought by a Wainscott resident. Michael Wright reports on 27East.com that on Tuesday, an industrial lift boat named the Jill appeared in the waters off Wainscott, where it will sit or stand for the next several months. The vessel, a self-propelled barge that can lift its 500-ton decks more than 150 feet above the ocean surface on three steel legs, will serve as the offshore base for the South Fork Wind Power Cable Installation Project through the winter, able to ride out winter storms by hoisting itself above waves. On land concealed behind 16-foot-high sound-absorbing barriers mounted on steel girders pounded into the Beach Lane Roadway, a horizontal directional drill rig began boring pilot holes this week, a spokesperson for the project's owners, Orsted and Eversource, said. The drill rig, which resembles an an oil derrick, like you see out in Kansas, tilted at an angle, will bore the two-foot cable conduit out some 1,700 feet from shore, where it will meet the 50-mile cable leading to the 12 South Fork Wind offshore turbines, which are due to be erected next year. This is big stuff. The drilling work is expected to take until the end of April to complete. Drilling will primarily be conducted between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., though the company has stated there may be times when critical stages of the drilling process can't be interrupted and could continue around the clock. The power cable runs beneath two miles of Wainscott Roads from Beach Lane to the LIRR train tracks uh, on Wainscott Northwest Road, where it then follows the tracks to Cove Hollow, where a new electrical substation is being constructed specifically to handle the 130 megawatts of power the wind farm will be capable of producing. It is expected to go online in late 2023. Flying over to the North Fork for the weather in honor of our first guest this morning, Vicki Kotula of the Floyd Memorial Library in Greenport, looking like a mostly sunny Thursday with a high near 49 degrees. Breezy with a west wind 15 to 20 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear with a low around 36 degrees. West wind 11 to 18 miles per hour. Right now, it's 41 degrees. And if you're looking for local music, hey, we're going to start right off with uh, the East End's own 
into Eaton, Donovan Franken writer, Zach Brownban, and Destiny's Child on deck before the Peppermint Trolley Company. Music from all decades and genres and folks from all walks of life, all morning and midnight long, all because of you, the listener supporter of Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. I woke up in the plains I woke up in the valley of the shadow of death But I fear no evil For thou art not with me And I am free Cause I'm free to roam And I'm free to go And spread my wings to be free Complacent into somewhere I met you by plane Was a whirlwind, was a daydream Sometimes everything ends up in pain But thou art not with me And I am free Cause I'm free
We could let this love be the fading sky. We could drift all night into the new sunrise. Pass me a drink of maybe two. One for me and one for you. And we'll be free. Free. We've been dropping them sails and get inside. When will the weather ever let us go? I guess we'll have to wait until the trade winds blow. Remember, you are free to follow us on social media at WLIWFM on Insta, Facebook, uh, Twitter, I believe, as well. Ditto that for at Heart of the East. And I'm Jenna Volpe. This is Zach Brown Band and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM 88.3 on the FM dial throughout eastern Long Island and coastal Connecticut 96.9, a bit up Island Central and Western Suffolk County. Of course, streaming online to wherever you may be at WLIW.org slash radio. So we live out in our old van. Travel on across this land, me and you. And we'll end up hand in hand, somewhere down on the sand, just me and you. Just as free. Just as free, free as we'll ever be. Mm-hmm. 
Travel till the city lights dissolve into a country sky, just me and you. Lay underneath the harvest moon, do all the things that lovers do, just me and you. Just as free. Travel all across this land, me and you. Ah, little Zach Brown band leading us to the bottom of the nine o'clock hour on Thursday morning. That means it's a little after midnight if you're listening to the replay, and it's time for Thoughtful Thursday, brought to you by Green Hill Kitchen, underwritten by, I don't know if there's a problem with saying brought to you by. And listeners like you who donate to WLIWFM.org, honored to have on the children's librarian from Greenport uh, Floyd Memorial Library. Good morning, Vicki. Vicki, is it Vicky, is it Cotula? Yes, it is. And I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, my gosh. It is, it's our honor to have on one of the most important people out there, which is children's librarians, uh, people who support the reading journeys of young minds, an incredibly important uh, part of being a kid, of being a person, really, is uh, the the love of books. But that's just in my, my humble it opinion. Is, it is. And you know, all the children's librarians I work with, um, from Southhold and uh, Kachog and Mattatok, we all feel the same way. I was. We all work really hard to instill a love of reading and learning. You know, I went by uh, Kachog East Elementary School, which, by the way, what a lovely place. Uh, the people were all so Isn't that kind. A I, I went by. Mm-hmm. They had like a mm-hmm. book. They had a book fair yesterday, so I stopped in, um, and I ended up 
letting uh, the baby pick a free book. I, you know, the sometimes the li- uh, libraries let go of some older books uh, as they as they right. And uh, so she got to pick a book from like the the free stack. And I I love that. I love having books in my library that come from libraries because they're mm-hmm. they're loved. Yes, yes. We we all have that. Um, I have a little section in my room with with books that have uh, no longer have a place in the collection, unfortunately. But new fantastic books come out, and you have to make room on the shelves. Yes. But these free books are there, and you can come in and take the book and keep it at home and love it forever. I'm curious about your journey uh, to uh, librarianhood, especially in uh, the children's section. Tell me everything. Well, um, I started out as a teacher. I taught for nine years. Um, I taught at a, a private school in the, on the South Fork, which has since closed, and I absolutely loved the journey. And, and uh, when my husband and I had our first child, I became a stay-at-home mom, and I did that for many, many years. Um, and when my youngest, who's now 15, went into first grade, I went back to work, and I just didn't find passion there anymore. And I said, I have to find something new. I had always loved bringing my kids to all the libraries. I was lucky enough to start out at the Kutchog Library on their circulation desk. And another beautiful fell in place. Love with the library world. Yeah, another another beautiful place on the North yeah. Fork. I love the Kutchog Library. Yes. I mean, I love all our libraries. We're we really are so fortunate out here. So we've got something speaking of libraries. So you're at Floyd Memorial mm-hmm. in Greenport and you've got right. some programming tonight at six thirty. I do. I'm so excited about this program. I'm I'm happy I'm able to bring it up. Um Sally Curie, Sally Grant, our art curator, brought in local artist Roz Diamond, who is fabulous. Yes, she is. She has this incredible exhibition uh, about Abraham Lincoln. And since Abraham Lincoln was the president that made Thanksgiving an official national holiday, we are combining a story about that, because I always have a book at every program. And Roz is going to show the kids how she created her art. And we're going to do a collaborative project making a portrait of Abraham Lincoln. And then the kids can also make their own. Is she talking about, are, are we talking like the Diamondscapes, the, her digital artwork? Or yeah. The, how yeah. cool is that? Diamondscapes, Roz Diamond. She's she's incredible, and we're very fortunate to have her at the library. Yeah, she's she's a real cool she's a real cool cat, and I love her. I'm glad you guys are showcasing her um, work through the pandemic of creating these portraits of Abraham Lincoln as well as Mary Todd. I think that that's the most recent portrait yeah. to be added to the collection. Yeah. But there's also another yeah, I, woman, Sarah Hale, that I would love to talk a bit more mm-hmm. about. Because I didn't know anything about Sarah Hale before researching our interview this morning. Right, right. Yeah, Sarah Hale was a pretty amazing woman, and she 
very determinedly wanted to make Thanksgiving a national holiday. And she wrote to president after president after president. And Abraham Lincoln received her letter just after the end of the Civil War or towards the end of the Civil War and thought this would be something really unifying for our country. Mm -hmm. And so he declared it a national holiday. And I mean, sorry, uh, from a a children's librarian perspective, she wrote Mary Had a Little Lamb. Yes, yes, (laughs) she did. She wrote lots of things. Uh, She's just been a really impressive person. So so tonight, 6.30, the kids will be able to uh, learn how to make digital art, uh, for lack of a better explanation. And also... Right. We'll, we'll, go ahead. We'll see how, how the digital art is made. They're not going to be doing digital per oh. se. We'll be doing um, paper and pencil. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that but makes they'll, sense. But they'll be able to see it. They'll be able to see it. That's still really cool. Right. And they can... It is still really cool. And yeah. And... And no, yeah. sh- no shame in getting to draw on pencil and paper. I still, I still write mm-hmm. in a paper journal, so no shame in that game at all. <laughs> yeah, so too. what, what will you be sharing as far as the story's concerned? Uh, I, I have two books. Um, depending on the uh, age group of children that that show up, I'll pick which one is going to be the most age appropriate. And we'll, I'll read the story, and we'll just have a quick little discussion on it, and we'll just kind of, um, Baz and I will just work together to bring the discussion to her art and uh, how it all ties together. Sarah Hale really expressed herself through her writing. Baz expresses herself through her art. Some people express themselves through music. There's all different ways of expressing yourself. And we'll go from there. Well, Vicki, I can't thank you enough for joining us this morning. FloydMemorialLibrary.org. I imagine for more information, should folks um, mm-hmm. should folks um, RSVP or, or let you know, register for the event, or, or do they just show up? How does it work? Uh, there's no registration. You can show up. All ages are welcome. Uh, it's we're, we're very laid back and relaxed. Most of my programs are no registration. I do have a couple that um, do require registration, but, but all of my story one. times, toddler times, play times, show up when you can. Love it. No Six, registration. 6.30 tonight. Um, Floyd Memorial Library is located at 539 First Street in Greenport. I'm Gianna Volpe. That was children's librarian Vicki Kotula. This was the thoughtful Thursday segment underwritten by Greenport's Green Hill Kitchen. And you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you just heard Thoughtful Thursday on WLIWFM. Every single day.
Destiny's Child to the Peppermint Trolley Company, Nick Drake, Stan Rogers, Iron and Wine, and Elliot Smith. You get a little bit of it all right here on the Heart of the East End on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Thank you. 
It's blackfish at play in Hermitage Bay From Bush through across to Bloss Island They broach and they spout and they lift their flukes out And they wave to a town that is dying Now it's many's the boat that has plied on the foam Hauling away, hauling away But there's many more fellas been leaving their homes Where the whales make free in the harbor It's a portage in Maine You'll see them again on their way To the hills of Alberta With lopsided grins They waggle their chins And they brag of the wage they'll be earning then it's quick, pull the string, boys, and get the tool out. Haul it away, haul it away. But just two years ago, you could hear the same shout where the whales make free in the harbor. Free in the harbor. The blackfish are sporting again. Free. Untroubled by comings and goings of men Who once did pursue them as oil from the sea Hauling away, hauling away Now they're Calgary roughnecks from Hermitage Bay Where the whales make free It's a living they've found Deep in the ground And if there's doubts It's best they ignore them Nor think on the bones That 
Crosses and stones of their fathers that came there before them. In the taverns of Edmonton, fishermen shout, Haul it away, haul it away. Then up three hundred years, buried up by the bay, where the whales make free in the harbor. Free in the harbor. The blackfish are sporting again. Free Troubled by comings and goings of men Who once did pursue them as oil from the sea Falling away, falling away Now they're Calgary roughnecks from Hermitage Bay Where the whales make free Stan Rogers, Free in the Harbor. A little fun fact, that's the track around which this entire playlist was wrapped. A little shout out to the Baymen out there. Um, Whether you're going for blackfish or bay scallops, oh my gosh. It has been years since I've had bay scallops, and I'm looking to get some. In me, we've got Iron and Wine, Elliot Smith, Queen and Bob Dylan, uh, Sia, the Chicks, and Cream, all in your listening future. Of course, we are um, 10 and a half minutes before the NPR news break and the local news update, but then lots more music and another chat at the bottom of the next hour. I'm really excited um, because I'm meeting new people. It's one of my favorite things. So we're going to have, let's see how well I can pronounce these names. Um, Xanthi Karlutsis, uh, Maria Hadjus, let's see, Hadjustravu. Oh, wait, no, I screwed that one up. Hadjus, Hadjustavru and Isabel uh, Shukas. They'll correct me. Uh, live from WLIWFM Studio 51. We're going to be talking about a holiday bake sale coming to the Greek Orthodox Church right here in Southampton at the bottom of the next hour. I'm Gianna Volpe. Uh, this is Iron and Wine. And you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Stay with us.
his hand I will swing free until they cut me down Papa don't tell me what I could have done She's the one, she's the one who begged me Take me Me like my mother's arms, I will breathe free as any word of God. Papa, don't tell me what you would have done. She's the one, she's the one who begged me. Take me. You're listening to WLIWFM, NPR Radio. Leading you into the NPR news break with an Elliott Smith track I've never played for you before from a basement on the Hill record, a distorted reality is now a necessity to be free. Certainly open for discussion.
Now I know. <laughs> I've never played that track before. I left a little love note for myself. Breaking free into the NPR news break at the top of the hour.
With Long Island local news on November 17th, 2022, I'm WLIWFM's Gianna Volpe. A complex system of sea gates and concrete walls with lifting panels are needed to protect Long Island's vulnerable South Shore communities from storm surges and rising sea levels, according to a study by a Stony Brook University professor. Protecting Long Island from future sandy flood events, a South Shore Seagate study argues that a layered defense system is necessary to protect low-lying coastal communities from conditions similar to the unprecedented flooding experienced during Superstorm Sandy 10 years ago. Robert Brodsky reports on Newsday.com that the study, which was funded through a grant by the New York State Department of Environmental Conservation, was presented yesterday to the Long Island Regional Planning Council during a virtual meeting. Quote, to put it bluntly, how many people need to drown before we get action? That quote from Malcolm Bowman, the study's author and a professor of oceanography at Stony Brook's School of Marine and Atmospheric Sciences. Quote, do we have to wait for Sandy number two to come roaring by before we wake up and say this was not a freak of nature? In the wake of Sandy, a now former member of the state assembly solicited Bowman to assess the feasibility of installing Seagates, which would serve as storm surge barriers in the Great South Bay from the East Rockaway Inlet to the west uh, to the Shinnecock Inlet to the east. Quote, while some important work has been done to improve our resiliency and protection, we still have a lot of work to do. That's John Cameron chairman of the Regional Planning Council, who continued to say Long Island is still very exposed to major storm events and flood damage. The DEC was not involved in the study, but administered the grant from the 2018-2019 state budget to SUNY Stony Brook for $250,000, and Stony Brook is required to file a final report by the end of the year. From shoreline resiliency to water quality this evening from 5 to 7 p.m. at the Southampton Arts Center right down the road from our studio on Job's Lane. Southampton Village Mayor Jesse Warren will participate in a panel discussion on water quality hosted by the League of Conservation Voters and Rue Environmental Consulting and Management. As reported on 27East.com, the discussion will focus on ongoing and future water Quality work in Southampton and across Long Island. The audience will hear from experts on the importance of protecting valuable water resources, what can be done to continue that work, and how that effort will impact generations of Long Islanders. Mayor Warren will discuss work he's done and work he'd like to do to improve the village of Southampton's water quality. Tonight's panel again on water quality, 5 to 7 p.m. tonight at the Southampton Arts Center, 25 Jobs Lane. And finally, PSEG Long Island again ranked last among large eastern utilities in a J.D. Power business customer satisfaction survey, a trend that could cost it bonus money as LIPA trustees raised questions about its performance during a board meeting yesterday. Mark Harrington reports on Newsday.com that the results were reported as the LIPA board was presented the 2023 proposed budget, which increases LIPA's revenue next year to $4.14 billion while projecting lower customer bills next year. Trustees will vote on the budget next month. PSEG's score on the J.D. Power survey dropped to 710 
of a possible 1,000 compared with 737 last year, according to J.D. Power's figures. The surveys are conducted among hundreds of Long Island businesses during two waves over the year. PSEG was last among 12 large eastern region utilities, while its sister company, PSENG of New Jersey, ranked second with uh, 792. National Grid's upstate electric utility scored second to last in the eastern ranking. PSEG's 710 score also put it second to last among all 87 utilities across the nation, above only Central Maine Power, which had a low score of 597. PSEG also scored near the bottom of J.D. Power's 2022 Residential Utility Survey, garnering 691 out of 1,000. PSEG, during the LIPA trustee meeting Wednesday, expressed disappointment in the results, which, along with a lower-than-targeted score for residential customer satisfaction, could result in a reduction of its performance-based pay for 2022. It's among the nearly 100 new metrics put in place by LIPA aimed at improving utility performance following failures during Tropical Storm Isaias in 2020. Was Isaias already two years ago? Wow. Reading the weather right here in Southampton, in honor of our next guests, hopefully I'll get it better, Xanthi Karlutsis, Maria Hadjastavru, ah, oh, nailed it, and Isabel Shukas. Well, we'll see if I nailed it. I'll have to ask the ladies when they join us. At the bottom of the hour here in WLIWFM Studio 51, looking like a mostly sunny Thursday with a steady temperature around 44 degrees, west wind 14 to 17 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear with a low around 34 degrees. West wind, uh, 9 to 13 miles per hour. Right now, it's 43 degrees. We've got Sia, the Chicks, Cream, and Lana Del Rey in your immediate listening future. But first, Bob Dylan, right here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Well, it took me a woman late last night. I was three-fourths drunk. She looked all right. Till she started peeling off her onion gook. She took off her wig, said, how do I look? I was high-flying, bare naked, out the window. Well, sometimes I might get drunk. Walk like a duck and smell like a skunk. Don't hurt me, none don't hurt my pride. Cause I got my little lady right by my side. She's a trying to hide. Pretending she don't know me. Eyes out there painting on the old woodshed when a can of black paint it fell on my head. I went down to scrub and rub, but I had to sit in back of the tub. Cost a quarter. Half price. When my telephone rang, it would not stop this President Kennedy calling me up. He said, my friend Bob, what do we need to make the country grow? I said, my friend John, Bridget Bardo, Anita Ickberg. Sophia Lauren, country will grow. 
five feet short She yells and hollers and screams and snorts She tickles my nose, pats me on the head Rolls me over and kicks me out of bed She's a man-eater, meat-grinder, bad loser Use of me working all the time. I got a woman who works herself blind, works up to her britches, up to her neck, writes me letters and sends me checks. She's a humdinger, folk singer. Late one day in the middle of the week, eyes were closed, I was half asleep. I chased me a woman up the hill Right in the middle of an air raid drill I jumped a fallout shelter I jumped a string beam I jumped a TV dinner I jumped a shotgun Had a man on the stand, he wants my vote He's running for office on a ballot note He's out there preaching in front of the steeple Telling me he loves all kinds of people He's eating bagels, he's eating pizza, he's eating chitlins. Ooh. Oh, sat me down on the television floor, I flicked the channel to number four. Out of the shower comes a football man with a bottle of oil in his hand. Greasy kid stuff. What I want to know, Mr. Football Man, is what do you do about Willie Mays, Martin Luther King, Ola Tunji. Well, the funniest woman I ever seen was the great-granddaughter of Mr. Clean. Takes about 15 baths a day, wants me to grow a mustache on my face. She's insane. Well, ask me why I'm drunk all the time. It levels my head and eases my mind. I just walk along and stroll and sing. I see better days and I do better things. I catch dinosaurs. Make love to Elizabeth Taylor. Catch hell from Richard Burton. Clever twins, I was a broken thing. Had a voice, had a voice, but I could not sing you.
record set free from Sia's 2015 record. This is acting, hopping five years forward to the Chicks. Gaslighter record of 2020 set me free on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Still, I've let you go Just because you've been a bad guy I've seen it with my own eyes There's a good guy in there Decency Would be for you to sign and release me If you
cream. Leading us to the bottom of the 10 o'clock hour on Thursday morning. That means it's just after 1 o'clock if you're listening to the replay. And that means it's time for a special segment underwritten by William Riss Gallery. I am grateful to have in the studio with us. Let's see if I've got it all in order. Xanthi Karlutsis over there. I already got it wrong, guys. I went I went from, uh, I'm going from right to left now. Okay. So then uh, this is Isabel Shukas. Right. And then Maria Hadjistavru. Oh, nice. <laughs> Third time is the charm. I am so, so I asked, I had a spot uh, open going into this weekend and I had gotten an email, just like a press release from Father Lazarakis. Yeah. Okay. And that's your son-in-law. My son-in-law. All right. So is he a good son-in-law? Let's start. He's <laughs> the best. He's the best. She's the best. She, that's the correct answer, obviously. It's the right answer and the true answer. And the truth. <laughs> and make sure that your mics are real close to you. Uh, all right, so we've got the 22nd annual Greek pastry sale and holiday boutique as we head into the holiday season. And I saw that this Saturday on the 19th, not only will you be selling Greek pastries at 111 St. Andrew's Road, the Greek Orthodox Church of the Hamptons, but you're going to be at a number of other places. Different locations. Three, three post offices, right? We've got uh, Quag, mm-hmm. Bridgehampton. Yes, Sag Harbor. Sag Harbor, okay. And then there's the seafood shop in Wainscott mm-hmm. and Schmitz. No, no longer no, Schmitz. Sh- oh, no um, longer Schmitz. Are they already closed? They're closed. <gasps> yeah. As yeah. of October 21st. Yeah. Yeah. But we are doing it at Goldberg's okay. and in front of 75 Main. Okay. Right here right here in downtown Southampton Village. Right. So, I mean, you ladies bake a lot of this stuff. Yes. We bake all of it. All right. So <laughs> let's, let's talk about it. I guess we'll start with Spanakopita because it's like dinner but also dessert. Mm-hmm. Appetizer. It's an app. Oh, it's an appetizer. We you sell it have, both. You could you could have it either way. You it's could even pre, have it for breakfast it's in the morning. It's dinner dessert. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> can, can, can we talk about some of the other types of of Greek pastry? Uh, I I see that you've brought some uh, into the studio into Studio Fifty One here. Uh, tell me what we have here, Isabel. You want to tell well, us? Well, we have kulurakia, which are our butter cookies. Uh, we have kurambiedes, which are our powdered. Uh, sugar cookies, the the uh, confectioner's sugar. We have finikia, which are our honey dipped nut cookies. Oh yes. And we have our baklava, which is the filo with the walnuts now, and the honey. Now baklava is fine because I had a a French teacher who was gr- Greek, Madame Papadopoulos, who very famously never wore the same thing twice. Mm. She <laughs> blew me awake. She had suits. In every color, and she had matching jewelry for all her outfits. I'm not joking. I was in her class for four years. I never once saw her wear uh, the same thing twice. She taught me two things. Number one, that some Greek men lift tables with their teeth or their face. When they dance. When they dance, yes. Just for the, the more you know out there. How? how it's the uso that does it. It's the uso that she's got all the right answers over there. Okay, and but maybe the, the baklava too. And and, yeah. and the other thing she well she said was that it's baklava. 
Baklava. But she had like a different like pronunciation. French accent. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. It's the French. It's the Greek French. Mm-hmm. She's like baklava. I'm like, okay. That's it's either way. It tastes and sounds delicious. It is. It is. All right. So, Isabel, you you've said you bake all this stuff. We Can, do. We have a team of uh, men and women that come in and volunteer and bake everything. And can you talk about, uh, you know, your your history with this group? It, it, what's it called? It's called the, the Hamptons Philoptokos? Philoptokos. Philoptokos. That's fun to say, too. <laughs> All Greek words are fun it's a, to it's, say. It's really the friend, friend of the poor. Oh. In Greek, philoptokos. Yes, because like giving for the poor. Giving for friends. Which is a very, I mean, it's so the Greek Orthodox Church... Um, that's uh, a Christian. Yes. 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 I mean, yes. and and in uh, Christian religions, we are should be friends of the poor. Yeah. yeah. Well, poor. all the money that's raised from this does go yeah, to help the go? ministries of the church and to help whatever organizations or you know people that are in need. It's uh, a beautiful thing. It's a community. We a love community, this. not just within the church, but outside from our church in our community as well. Thank you. Yeah, but all the funds from this go to that. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about uh, Isabel uh, learning to bake? Can you bring us to to who t- who taught you to bake? I used to watch my grandma first when she started, and then my mother, and then you just baked as uh, as soon as you could reach the table. You would be out there rolling kuluraikia, uh, and you just learned how to bake from your grandma and your mom. Mm-hmm. And now we all teach our kids how to bake. How about you, Xanthi? Well, I wasn't fortunate enough to know my grandparents, but uh, my mom, my mom taught me, and um, and now I'm teaching my grandchildren and the grandchildren at the church, and that's that's important when the young children. And we also have an autistic program at the church, and they've taught us a lot because we were just making things, you know, beautiful things. But they taught us how to measure and have everything perfect, as you're going to see all the pieces, are, because they need, they need to learn about measuring and— Structure. And, yeah, more of a structured thing. So it becomes like a machine, but it's done by hand. So they also help us, and that— that's, um, you know, right, guys? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's love. I love that. You I love to, that, especially when you, How old are your grandkids? Well, the oldest right now is almost 18. Well, no, I have one that's 22. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go down. But the ones that live here are uh, 15 and a half. There's four, uh, three that are 15 and a half. Yeah, three yeah. that are 15 and a half and two that are 13. And a half. Whoa! Yeah, twenty-two is is uh, a favorite for parents because you know uh, kids go through the teenage tunnel <laughs> and then they start to come. They back. grow up. They, yeah, they grow. They start up. to yeah. come back, and, yeah. and the, the 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 real world. Yeah, you you start to realize what a gift your parents really are. Yes. Yeah. How how about you, uh, Maria? Where as far I as big, uh, yeah, same baking. thing. I learned from my grandmother, my mother, my aunt, really, my mother's sister. She was the cook so who's and the your baker. Aunt? What's her What's her name? Uh, Fortunately, she's passed. It's uh, Lefki. So Lefko Her name is. That's uh, in English. White. Lefko is white, isn't it? Lefko is white. Yeah, mm. that's her name. You could say Thea. 
That's aunt, right? Yes, an aunt. Thea, but her name is called Lefki, Lefkothea. It's a Greek ancient name, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Tell me more about White her. White goddess. Yes. She, I mean, was, really. she was an amazing woman. You know, she was the patriarch of the family. Every time we had name days or you name it, she just would be coming in the house. What's a name day? Is that like a holiday? It's, it's a saint day that it's, you're named oh, after a certain yes. saint. Okay, yes. okay, because because in Greek Orthodox religion, the icons are big, right? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. very big, okay. very big, yeah. And the saints are there for us. What's the next name day that's coming? Um, uh, well, Christmas, of well, course. Saint Catherine, Saint, Saint Nicholas. Nicholas. Saint Nicholas is coming on December sixth. Yes. Oh, on Saint on December sixth. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. At St. Nicholas Day. Okay, yeah. that's, that's, you know, you know him as uh, the big man Santa Claus. Yeah, Santa Claus, <laughs> yes. that's him. That is, yes. Can you, can you share a little bit about St. Nicholas uh, from the Greek Orthodox religion? Well, um, we do have, you know, the, the shrine that's going to open. Uh, it will be the first liturgy down at uh, Ground Zero. And we have the shrine, St. Nicholas Shrine. And that was the only church that had uh, been destroyed. Why did not know any yes. of this? And um, the shrine, the first official, it's opened for different things, but now the first official liturgy will take place December 6th. Oh and um, so it's very exciting for all for all faithfuls, yes. because the church there will be a place for all religions and um, meditation, you know, mm-hmm. you go and, and visit the memorials, and then you can go into the church. And um, San Diego Calatrava did the uh, architecture, which is magnificent. How it's beautiful. Magnificent. I yeah. love that. All right, so we're, we're getting close to time, but I wanted to dive uh, a little bit into what this Christmas boutique, the holiday boutique that uh, takes place at uh, Greek Orthodox Church of the Hamptons, on the weekends, I think Thursday through Sunday through uh, Christmas Eve, if I'm if I'm yes, not mistaken. Yes, you're right. Yes. Yeah. And that's the boutique and the bake sale. The baked goods are there. And the bakaliko, we call, which is our market. And now, it, are these local producers? What can people find? I know it said unique gifts. You could find anything from hats to scarves to pottery, bat, pocketbook, pottery. Jewelry. Jewelry. Uh, we have jewelry. We have uh, candles. And then we have our baked baked goods, and then we have um, all the our, Greek products. All the Greek products, which people do, we have our olive oil, which does oh. come from Greece. Oh, so we have that's a big star on that's that. That's one cheese, of the biggest stars. The cheeses yeah. and our cheeses too. Ooh. So they're all imported. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. And this is not just now for the holidays. This is right. all year round. Year round. Oh. Yes. So weekday, yeah. you could come during the week and purchase anything. Oh. Like that. All right, I didn't know that. Yeah. The bake sale now is just this weekend on Saturday from 9 to 1 mm-hmm. at these sites that we mentioned before or at the church. Anybody can come from 9 to 3 to the church and also purchase baked goods and anything Fantastic. else, the boutique and the uh, products. Do all, does everything benefit yes. uh, the poor? Yes. Or, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. All the, the ministries. The poor, anything. We're, like on Thanksgiving Day, we're having... Uh, dinner that's going to be open from 12 to 3 for anyone, not only in need, but they have nowhere to go, lonely. Yeah. You know, you have no family around. Come to the church, and we serve you a beautiful Thanksgiving meal 
That's part of the ministries. Oh, oh that's, that's part it, of the ministries. That's fantastic. a very big thing. We like to give. Okay, like uh, to give. and we and we are grateful to all of you uh, for what you give and how you help the community. Dormition of the, of the Virgin Mary. Mary. Of the Virgin yes. Mary. And but the, I just wanted to give the website out. Yes, for folks that are looking, it's dormissionhamptons.org for more information. I want to give a quick shout. I'm, his last name is escaping me uh, right now, but Peter, uh, I, I used to work with him at the Southampton Golf Club. I remember seeing him there. Uh, in, oh, in Peter Rumeliotis. Um, uh, yes. Yes. Peter yes. Rumeliotis. Yes. We, we love we you. We love Pete. And, yes. And also Dr. Michalos as well. Yes. And, and all of our friends at the Greek Orthodox Church, as well as our new friends. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for this one more time. Here I go. All right, so over in the left corner, Maria Hadjistavru. Yes. Isabel Shukas, and Exanthi Carlutsis. Perfect. Right here on Long Island's <laughs> only local NPR radio station, WLI WFM, a very special segment underwritten by William Risk Gallery on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, uh, giving you a little Lana Del Rey here on WLI WFM.
I can't believe I'd never heard that Lana Del Rey track before putting together this morning's playlist, but I love it. Get free from the Lust for Life record of 2017. I'm hopping over a track called Be Free from Ways Blood's 2016 record Front Row Seat to Earth, only because it's six minutes and 23 seconds long, and we've got uh, The Who, Bill Scorsgar. Bill Scorzari, Drake White, and the Killers to lead you into the NPR news break and the end of this edition of The Heart. Uh, so you can find that secret track on today's playlist on WLIW.org slash radio. Going ahead to The Who from the rock opera Tommy I'm Free, which I believe is the song he sings after he uh, begins to see for the first time and hear, I imagine, as well. Uh, I'm Jenna Volpe. These are The Who. Uh, the second half featured local track Bill Scorzari's Now I'm Free, the title track of his 2019 record on deck after that. A nice, what, 50-year jump forward from 69? I'll have to do some math. Uh, Drake White's Back to Free and The Killer's Land of the Free to lead you into the NPR news break. I do want to say thank you to all of my guests this morning. Um, 
oh, it was Vicky Kotura uh, or the Kotula, uh, excuse me, the children's librarian at Greenport's Floyd Memorial Library, uh, as well as Xanthi Karlutsis, uh, Maria Hajistavru, and Isabel Shukas, as well as our underwriters, Green Hill Kitchen and William Risk Gallery, and all of you, the listeners, supporters of Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. been turning round I feel like I'm about to break growing tired of trying to figure out how or what to learn from my mistakes there's so many I've made 
It's a hard way of living. And I've become a bleeding stone, I said. How much more can I take? How much more must I give in to just being tired of being alone? Tired of being alone. So I stood there by the waterfall flowing from the bridal veil with an angel dressed in rags. She said, to hell you ride, and to hell we sailed. And we never did look back. And she said, every word I say is true. Someday you will see. Spending all of our time, always trying to break through. There's just no time for trying to break free. It's time to break free. So now I'm looking for a way to see clearly inside my own heart. Give the same view to you, one that's been true forever. From the start, where small towns and blue roses, the sound of your voice, haunt me like pictures of home, where I've never been one of the lucky ones. But my pride's all that's keeping me going. It's all that's keeping me going. So I've had to walk in the rain. I've had to hide from the sun thunder comes, I've got to run from the sky. I'm not tired, I'm just low, so I just want to close my eyes and just be. You see me caged by my anger and bound by my fear with the touch of your hand and the warmth of your breath in my ear. You whisper, darling, it's time to break
Dope swing Main Street pregnancy scare. Fast lane insane driving impaired. Empty pockets sweet lovers lane. The count is dry so let it rain. Short fuse good news plans were tall. A negative test old Johnny Law. We had nothing we had it all. Can't wipe the windblown smile from across my face. It's just the old man and me. Washing his truck at the Sinclair station in the land of the free. His mother, Rattlelines family, came on a ship, cut coal and planted a seed. Down in them drift mines of Pennsylvania, in the land of the free. In the land of the free, and we. Can 